This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. All right. What's up, everyone? Hope everybody's doing good today. Uh, get ready to get into the Word of God. Um, and so just wanted to say hello. Uh, Crystal Gale and I love you guys. And um, we're honestly planning and thinking and praying and strategizing how we can start to gather in person again. So please keep us in prayer. Keep Hopeland Church in prayer because we really want to do this. We want to do it right. We want to use wisdom, um, but we want to do it. So uh, please keep us in prayer as we're just planning and trying to find a way to do this. So um, as, as soon as possible, that is our goal. Um, so let's get into the work. Starting a new series today, this whole month called Bring the Noise. And so um, we're gonna just highlight in the word of God, just different aspects of that phrase um, that you will find in the scripture. And so uh, today we're gonna talk about uh, the voice of God and the word of the Lord with respect to when heaven comes to earth uh, when heaven speaks, when God speaks, when when heaven comes down, if you will, it comes with some noise. And so we're going to look at that. And uh, my prayer is that you're encouraged. So Father, we thank you for your word. As we sit at your table, I pray that we're all fed uh, spiritual food and that we grow and that we are transformed uh, in the name of Jesus and in the power of God. In Jesus' name I pray, uh, amen. All right, let's do this. Let's jump into the word of God. And actually, before I jumped into that, I, I have another scripture I wanted to share. Before I really jump into the message, this was for my own personal Bible study uh, time, and I just wanted to share it, um, and we'll get into the message. I know this is kind of the message before the message, but um, it's just a real encouraging word out of the out of the book of Micah. And I just wanted to encourage you, just God's faithfulness, his love for us as people, for us um, in this current state of what, where culture is and all the unrest and instability and the, um, you know, uh, and all that. But in the word, this really encouraged me. Micah chapter seven, verse 18 to 20. And it says this, I'm gonna read it. Um, um, who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity or forgiving sin and passing over the transgression of the remnant of the remnant of his heritage. He does not retain his anger for forever. Somebody say amen to that. Because look at this, he delights in mercy. I just wanna encourage you with this scripture today, that God delights in mercy. Verse 19, he will again have compassion on us. Um, he will again have compassion on you and will subdue our iniquities. Praise the Lord. Uh, he's so good. Uh, you will uh, cast all our sins, talking about God will do this. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Forgiveness, uh, God's compassion, God's mercy. He delights in mercy. Uh, verse 20, isn't that awesome that God, uh, because of sin, is required per se to judge because of sin. 
but he delights in mercy. I love this. That's why he sent Jesus. Verse 20, uh, you will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham. We are, we are, we are sons and daughters of, of faith. Abraham is our, according to faith, he's our father. He's the father of faith. So he's gonna give mercy to Abraham, which you have, talking about God, which you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. I just wanna encourage you today. God is faithful. He's compassionate. He delights in mercy and he desires and loves for the opportunity to forgive you of your sins and cast them into the depths of the sea. Somebody say praise the Lord for that. Okay, here we go. That was free, folks. That was all just to encourage you today. But here we go. The voice of the Lord, bring the noise. We want heaven to come down, heaven to speak to us. Here we go. Acts chapter two, verse one to four. This is when it happened in the book of Acts. Check this out. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, uh, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, if you're, if you're listening and watching today, say that with me. Say suddenly, uh, there came a sound from heaven. Everybody say sound from heaven. Say suddenly, sound from heaven. Say it again. Say suddenly, a sound from heaven. A noise from heaven. Bring the noise. The, Acts chapter 2, verse 2. Heaven brought a sound. And that word in the Greek means literally noise. Bring the noise. That ought to be our prayer. Heaven, bring the noise. Bring a sound from heaven. We need heaven more than ever. Jesus, he died and rose again, right? But he said, I, I'm gonna send a comforter. I must go to sit at the right hand of the throne of the Father. And if I don't, I can't send the Holy Spirit. And here they are waiting. There was this uh, waiting period, literally. They were waiting. They, the Bible says that for them to tarry, wait uh, in Jerusalem, to be endued with power from on high. And um, in that moment, all they had is what heaven was going to give them. That's what they were waiting for. That is all that they really had uh, that had a great value. And here it is, bring the noise. Heaven, speak to us. Heaven, come down. And there came a sound from heaven. Say it again, say sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. Um, the uh, New American Standard Version actually says a violent rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Uh, the sound and the wind from heaven filled the house, the spirit of God. Verse three, then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. We need heaven to come down. We need heaven to speak to us in this day and in this day, in this age. We really truly need heaven. We need God to come down. We, uh, we don't want to be left to ourselves. They were waiting for something from heaven. They didn't know really all that it, what it was. And I'm assuming when they ha when it happened, they didn't have it all figured out, but they were positioned to hear a sound from heaven. Heaven brought a new noise, a noise, uh, a sound. It means, it really means a loud, or even the Bible says, uh, the definition of it is a loud or confused sound. A roar came from heaven. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of the fire, and one sat upon each of them. It's distributed. That's so amazing. When God comes down, he touches people personally. It was distributed to each of them. The, 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 the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, the sound, the wind, the fire, it filled the house, but
but it sat on individuals. And so when heaven comes down, it isn't some impersonal um, experience. Like if, you, if you've ever been in a windstorm or any kind of wind or anything like that, right? Like that's not personal. It's just there and people are experiencing it. But this, when God comes down, he touches people personally. He puts something on them personally. He gives them uh, his spirit. He touches the person. That, that's, what, that's what heaven does. That's what God does. Verse four, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Very interesting. God filled them with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues. And in this context of tongues, they were actually speaking and proclaiming the good works of God in other languages that other people understood. Uh, they were speaking literally other languages. Very powerful. So we need heaven on earth, folks. Uh, we need to hear what heaven is saying. Um, you know, and, and right here, if you just look at this story and uh, we, we, we really, in, in our current day and age, um, there is no other um, thing other than heaven that we're gonna receive revelation. It's not coming from anywhere else. Um, direction, I, I, mean, I mean, God's direction, divine direction. Think about your personal life. It's gotta come from God. Um, revelation, direction, vision. I know we hear a lot about vision in this natural world, but I'm talking about vision from God, vision for your life, from the spirit of God, um, heavenly vision, um, insight, wisdom, knowledge, strength, might, power, spiritual nourishment. Jesus is the bread that has come down from heaven. We need heaven to come down. Um, and also, you know, uh, Revelations chapter 14, verse two, um, John writes, and I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters. I mean, we need God to bring that noise into our lives. Um, we need that. And, and like the voice of a loud thunder, um, when heaven comes, um, it's a noise. It's, it's loud. It's spiritually strong and comes with power. Um, and I heard the, the sound of harpists playing their harps. That's Revelations 14, verse two. So here is the first point, is when heaven speaks, we receive our God-given voice. It's powerful that when heaven came down in, in Acts chapter two, the noise from heaven, bring the noise, um, they divided tongues of, a, of fire sat upon each one and they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them us and then they began to preach. So when heaven speaks to you in a real way, he empowers you to speak his word in a powerful way. So when heaven speaks, we receive our God-given voice. Our, you know, when God deposits something, he gives you words. Um, the Bible says, open your mouth and, 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 and I will fill it. Um, he gives, when God speaks, he gives you a voice. Uh, when God speaks, he doesn't, he doesn't take opportunity from you. He opens up doors. We gotta understand that, that we, we need heaven to speak. Why? So we have a voice to say something. When God touches us, he gives us a voice. When you encounter Jesus, he's gonna, he gives you something to talk about. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When heaven comes, God's people start speaking. When we encounter Jesus, our mouth starts to open and we start to proclaim the good works of God. 
We need heaven to come. Why? Because his bride, his people, and, and God's, God's, God's church um, needs something from heaven to talk about, something from God to talk about, something with some spiritual life and joy and peace and, and, and spiritual strength to come out of our mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We need heaven to come down. And, and when, when Isaiah encountered God, um, and he, you know, and he's there and he, the, the, you know, he's, the glory of the Lord's there and the train of his robe filled the temple. And he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. So in the, and God took a coal from the altar and touched his lips, which representing a holy thing in God's presence, um, touching humanity and its uncleanness. And he purified his mouth. When we get in the presence of God, our mouth starts running in a, in, in a divine way. Uh, we start talking about the goodness of God and the grace of God. Why do we need heaven to come down and why do we need um, the, God to bring the noise? Because when he brings the noise, he brings a joyful noise out of us and through our mouth and through our tongue. So when heaven speaks, we receive our God-given voice. Here's another, here's another verse here. Check this out. Luke chapter four, verse 32. Sorry, verse 22. Luke, sorry, chapter three. I think I said chapter four. Luke chapter three, verse 22. It's when Jesus was being baptized. And this really parallels um, um, Acts chapter two in a lot of ways. And the Holy Spirit descended, just like Acts chapter two. But this was on Jesus only in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice. Guess what that word means in the Greek? Noise, sound, a voice. From where? From humanity? No. From politics? No. From culture? No. From heaven. From heaven, which said, so voice of the Father, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. We need God to bring the noise from heaven. And when God speaks from heaven, he affirms sons and daughters. The voice of God, the voice of our heavenly father is always affirming, always affirming to his sons and his daughters. I heard a preacher say, our number one calling is not doing things for God. Our number one calling is being sons and daughters of God. That's number one. And here he says to his son, the Bible talks of Jesus, the first, the first begotten of the father. Behold, heaven sound from heaven was, I affirm you, I'm pleased with you, you know, in whom I'm well pleased. You are my beloved son. And if Christ is in you, it's the same love for you that he has for his son because you are in Christ and you are a child of God because of your faith in Christ. The father looks at you as his son and daughter that you, uh, and that which you actually are and says, my beloved son, my beloved daughter, with whom I'm well pleased. And after that, check it out, ministry took off. Jesus started doing his thing. He was led by the spirit into the wilderness. He came out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit. And then the rest is history. And there was something, a beginning of his earthly ministry in the earth Jesus needed. And it was part of the plan of God for him to get baptized 
to, to, for the spirit of God to come upon him, the anointing of God to come upon him, and for the Father in heaven to say, man, I love you. I'm, you are my beloved, and I'm pleased with you. Jesus didn't even do anything yet, but the Father was like, I'm pleased with you. Why? He's pleased because he's his son, not because he does something for him, all right? And here it is. The next point is this, the voice of God. The noise from heaven, the voice of God sets purpose in motion. That's why we need the voice from heaven. That's why we need God to speak to us. I was talking to my son just yesterday and I, I told him, um, uh, I was just connecting with him and I like, because I just spiritually understand spiritually the authority of a father and my placement in the house and how my words are powerful to my son and my daughter. And so I, I, I very frequently speak over them that I'm pleased with them and that I love them. Do, when they're doing something sideways, do I avoid that and just say, no, I do um, definitely have to do the disciplinary action at times, as hopefully any good father will do and should do. But in the, the heart of what comes at him is not a reaction to even something he did well. I will tell him, Dominico, you have what it takes, you're gonna do great. And it's interesting, even when I say that, he's only five, in his nature, that human nature in him, says, well, I don't know. Like he'll question it immediately. And I say, no, 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 you know? You know, you got what it takes. I, and I'll, I'll have him repeat it with, with me. Uh, and I understand that as sons and daughters, the affirmation that comes from our father is so powerful. Uh, but I just said that to him. I said, man, you got what it takes. And, and for him to question it, just his little mind, even has the ability to understand what I'm doing and what I'm saying, even as a five-year-old. And he, he, in the moment, he'll question it. I'll say, who, and this is the, way, the language I use, who is Dada's boy? And so I'll, I'll look at him. And he, he knows now. He goes like this. I'm like, that's right. And it has nothing to do with what he did. I'm not, I'm not celebrating that he did something good, although we do do that. But, but I do it because of who he is, because he's my son, not because of what he does. And the father is the same way. We need God to bring, we need that noise, that sound, that voice from heaven, the affirmation of the father. Here it is, Isaiah chapter 66. We're gonna move on here. But once again, what's my first point, folks? When heaven speaks, we receive our God-given voice, all right? When heaven speaks, we receive our God-given voice and the voice of God sets purpose in motion. And I'll even say this, even more importantly than that, it's not my points, but I'm just feeling it right now in my heart to say it, is the voice of God establishes identity. And when that is settled, purpose begins. And that is why we need heaven to bring that kind of noise, that sound. I, I know we use the word noise a lot where, like, because we have children, so there's a lot of noise in the house, and sometimes we want it quiet. I'm talking about the voice of God here, okay? Not clamoring sound or annoying sound. I'm talking about the clear voice of God, the noise, the sound that comes from heaven to us as sons and daughters. The voice of God sets purpose in motion. Isaiah chapter 66 Verse one, thus says the Lord, here it is, the voice of God, the noise from heaven, the sound from heaven. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, where is the house that you will build me? 
and where is the place of my rest? He's basically saying, what are you real? I mean, look at guys. I mean, um, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Like what, what are you gonna build for me, right? And he's, he's about to confront his people because they've gotten off track and they've done things that have strayed from uh, his real plan and heart for worship and really love for people. That's where the problem always is, is our devotion to him, our worship to God and how we treat people. That is the two commandments. The law and the prophets hang on these two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. He's confronting them, not because they failed in a bunch of commandments and all this stuff. No, it boils down to two things. They weren't adequately loving him. They got distracted, started worshiping other idols and getting distracted in the things of, of life and culture and religion. And they lost sight of the heart behind this whole thing, which is really to love God and to, and to, to love and care and show compassion toward humanity. Verse two, for all those things my hand has made and all those things exist. He's like, in essence, some of these things, there's nothing wrong with it, says the Lord. But here it is, on this one will I look on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. My third point is this, we need the word of the Lord. All right, so the voice of God sets purpose in motion and we need the word of the Lord. Why? Because without heaven speaking and us responding, without us having that relationship with God, we will get distracted. We will get off purpose. We will, I mean, it happened. You just read the Bible. How many times the children of Israel, they had children of Israel, they had an encounter with God. God would speak to them. They'd do okay for a minute. And they, a, a leader would rise up like a Samuel or a Joshua or a Moses, and they would take ground. And then when the leader would leave, they would kind of get off and worshiping other idols and not treating their neighbor right, not really loving God. You know, it, 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 and even throughout history, beyond the scripture, it, it, time and time again, to be a move of God, people get distracted. People get comfortable with, with, with their environment, with their life. People, you know, they, um, you know, and, and it happens. And so we need the word of the Lord. And um, a simple way to do this, practical, is, is, is just reading your Bible and, and, and simply just praying before you read, God speak to me. And, and it's not always going to be, um, you know, uh, you know, really, um, you know, wild experience. Like, I mean, um, we need to be committed to, to this, whether we feel like it or not, right? And there's moments of God's glorious presence and, and tears of joy and, and God touching you and all the, there, that, is, that is part of our walk with God. But I want to encourage you that when that doesn't happen all the time, let, let's still do it. Let's still read. Let's still pray. Let's um, still love people. Let's still say, God, I need to hear from you. God, I want to um, hear what you have to say. And so here it is. This is why, verse 3, Isaiah 66, verse 3. This is why we need the word of the Lord, because this is showing, and it's talking about spiritual leaders here and how they were doing the religious practices, but God was not pleased because they were doing religious things, even in the temple, but their heart wasn't right. 
And so he correlates what he told him to do in the temple, but how it made God feel. And check this out, verse three. He who kills a bull, which was a form of sacrifice, and nothing wrong with that in the context of the day, um, is as if he slays a man. So wait, they're doing religious things, but to God, it's like they're killing people. He who sacrifices a lamb, another religious practice, as if he breaks a dog's neck. Innocent animal, God's taking their sacrifice and quote-unquote worship as this. He who offers a grain offering as if he offers swine's blood, which was an unclean animal and an unclean offering. He who burns incense as if he blesses an idol. Why do we need the voice of God? Because um, it keeps us connected to him in a real way. It keeps us connected to what God is saying and not what we as humans are doing. Um, even as a pastor, it's possible for me to do religious things, even for people in the name of God. But if my heart isn't truly connected to God, it, I need to get back to what really matters is hearing from God, and doing what God is telling me to do, and, and, and truly having a relationship with him. Um, you know, and he who burns incense, which was a, which represented prayers in, in an offering, right, in worship, right, as if he blesses an idol. He's talking to spiritual people in the temple and, and he is confronting where they're at. Just as they have chosen their own ways, here it is. They've chosen their own ways. They've chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations. Um, and I feel like, honestly, in, in this day and age and in American culture in some ways, I believe the church can get back to the simplicity of hearing the voice of God, um, you know? And, and I, I, you know, we, we, we need to hear from heaven because if we don't, religious practice does not keep us in a good relationship with God. It, it can ha religious practice can happen void of a relationship with God. Religious duty can happen and take place without hearing from God. And so, you know, we, we, need to, we need to get back to the gospel, back to the word of God, back to hearing from God again. You know, we don't wanna preach a gospel that has no price. You know, we, we don't wanna preach salvation without surrender. We don't wanna preach victory without virtue, right? Uh, we don't wanna, I don't wanna be a seminar life coach. I wanna be, uh, I want to have the voice of God when I'm preaching, right? I don't want to. I don't want to preach the American dream. I want to preach the eternal reality. There is nothing wrong with having a dream in America and the American dream. I'm just saying it's not sacred as the gospel. And so I, as a pastor, God, I want to make sure I'm preaching Jesus in the voice of God. You know, we don't want to build churches as we've seen in America, um, even after the civil rights movement, where a large percentage, they say 80 plus percent of churches in America are one race. Why? Why? When the Bible says his house should be called a house of prayer for all nations, we have given ourselves, we have chosen our own ways, our own ways. You know, we preach about more about my best life 
than the giver of life. Nothing wrong with posting the hashtag my best life. I, I mean, God wants to bless you and what, but that in essence at the core is not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus and him crucified and he rose again and he sent the Holy Spirit. You know, we preach the, I mean, if you look at the best selling Christian books in America, they're about me. They're about my life. They're about what I want. They're, they're, I mean, the predominant language and messaging in America, I believe we need to get back to the simplicity of the gospel and the simplicity of the voice of God and the simplicity of his life that was given and our life given to him and his purposes in return. You know, we have more conferences in the Christian world, folks, about techniques of ministry, aesthetics of our facilities, and the creativity of our production rather than the anointing of God. There is nothing wrong with those things. We are producing right now, right? And we, we want to make sure we have an environment, physical, natural environment that, that we like and that people hopefully dig. Not everybody does, but that's fine. But I get, I get it. I'm a pastor. But the, the, we need the noise from heaven more than any of that. We need the voice of God in this generation more than the technique of ministry. All right, so we need the word of the Lord. We need the word of the Lord. We need a noise from heaven. We need a sound from heaven. We need God more than ever in this, in this, in this nation. We need God more than ever in our churches. We need God more than ever in our church. We need God to speak. I don't want, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So that means when we're doing things, quote unquote, for him, without him, it's nothing. Um, and that's what this is talking about, Isaiah chapter 66. Um, we need to change some things. We need to go after God again. Seek God for your own life. What is God telling you? You know what? In the midst of even COVID-19, in the midst of a lot of social unrest, unprecedented unrest in America, unprecedented, um, in at least our generation that we know of, unprecedented, but God is speaking God, what is God telling you? What, what, what do you, what, what, what is God telling you? What, what have you heard from God? What, what is God showing you in His Word? Are you allowing the news to, 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 to create the, your perspective on, on life and your, and your purpose? Are you allowing culture and politics and right wing, left wing, and, 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 and liberal and conservative and agenda this and agenda that and, and, um, you know, what are those other ones, you know, uh, where they, you know, conspiracy theorists, is that, is that what really, is that the only voice that you have? Is that the only thing you're hearing? Is that the only thing you're giving ear to? Are you hearing more from, from CNN or Fox News than the word of God or than what the spirit of God is telling you? I mean, we need to get centered back again. I believe everything out there is really showing us what we're really listening to because when trouble happens, we find out who and what we're really listening to. And I'm not saying we don't listen to what is happening, but they don't own that voice, those voices. 
Those noises do not own me, nor do they own my purpose, nor do they have my future. It is God, his word, the voice of the Lord, the word of God that is the noise, the sound, the voice that I need to be listening to more than anything. We need to repent. Amen. We need to repent. Just turn, turn from that, turn from uh, that being the, that allowing that to make up your condition, allowing that stuff to create your emotional state, allowing that to uh, give you, um, you know, your, your mental state. Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the word of God. The Bible says that man shall not live even by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that is not speaking um, contextually about the written word. It's speaking about the ability to hear the voice of God in your spirit and your heart. That is how you live. That is what your foundation is on. Isaiah 66 verse 5. After it says all that, their profane religious activity in the eyes of God. He says, hear the word of the Lord. There it is, God here. I mean, we need to hear from heaven. Uh, you who tremble at his word. Man, if we tremble at his word, we won't tremble at any other word. If we tremble, if we revere and reverence the word of God, the word of the Lord, every other word doesn't carry as much weight. Every other voice is is pales in comparison. Every other voice just doesn't just doesn't carry weight in my heart. Doesn't carry weight in my condition as a person. Doesn't carry weight in the in the in the eternal purpose that is on my life. Hear, hear, hear to him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Hear the word of the Lord. You who tremble at his word, your brethren, your brethren who hated you, uh, who cast you out for my name's sake meaning there are people that were truly walking with God in the religious context, and it was the religious people that were rejecting them. In the name of God, they were rejecting those truly walking with God and said, let the Lord be glorified that we may see your joy, but they shall be ashamed. Why shall they be ashamed? Because they're rejecting people that are truly hearing from God because they themselves were outside the voice of God and they were living in obedience but because of their religious authority, they had the authority in the context to reject certain people. And it was the ones that were hearing from God that got rejected, okay? Verse six, Isaiah 66, verse six, hear the word of the Lord. Here it is, Isaiah chapter 66, verse six, the sound of noise from the city. Noise, sound of noise, because it's talking about the word of the Lord. Because it right before, verse five, says, hear the word of the Lord. The sound of noise from the city. A voice from the temple. So it's starting with the city. There's this noise in the city. We go unpack the city, we find the house of God. And it's saying a voice from the temple. It's the house of God. The voice of the Lord. So you unpack the temple. And the most important thing inside that is the word of the Lord. It's the voice of God. It's the voice of redemption. It's the voice of love. It's the voice of encouragement. It's the voice of freedom. 
It's the voice of turning to God. It's the voice of exchanging your death for life, your sin for forgiveness. It's the voice of grace. It's the voice of mercy. The voice of the Lord, who look at, who fully repays his enemies, who fully repays his enemies. The voice of the Lord is, is what we need to hear because we will not walk in true deliverance. Personally, um, community, or even in the city, we will not walk in true deliverance and freedom and liberty in the spirit of God without the voice of God. Why? Because it's the voice of God that causes and empowers us to repay our enemies. And our enemy in this context is not people. It is the devil. It is Satan. He is the accuser of the brethren. You're right. He is the tempter. And we, because we're able to hear the voice of God and be in tune with what God is saying today, the Bible says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Hear the word of the Lord, the sound of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord. We need to hear the voice of the Lord in this generation who fully repays his enemies. And we're talking about the, the, the devil here. He gets judgment on him because of what he tried to do to us. And it's the word of the Lord. Here's my, my, my next point. Our deliverance is in the voice of God. Our deliverance is in the voice of God. Our deliverance is in the voice of God. You, um, you can, you know, uh, man can hurt men. We, you know, the early church was persecuted, but they could not imprison what was going on in their spirit. Um, you know, just the why, why could the early church go through so much um, attack and literal pressure from civil government? Wouldn't call them civil back then, but and some of it ain't even civil today. Uh, but 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 the, the pressure and the the church and God's people kept moving. Why? Because um, they were not controlled by what was happening to them but they were led by what the Spirit of God was speaking and doing in them, all right? And so here we go. I got one more verse, one more verse, okay? And before I read it, you can turn there if you want, but Ezekiel chapter 43, I'm gonna read verse one to two. Ezekiel chapter 43, verse one to two. There's so much in the Word of God about the voice of God and noise and sound and how it comes like mighty, like a mighty wave. It comes like the voice of the Lord sounds like uh, many waters, I mean, the authority and the power in the voice of God is all throughout the scripture, all throughout the word of the Lord, all throughout the word. The devil must submit to the word of the Lord over your life, must submit to the voice of God in your life. When, when heaven speaks, we receive our God-given voice. The voice of God sets purpose in motion. Uh, we need the word of the Lord. Our deliverance is in the voice of God. And here we go, Isaiah 43, verse one. Afterward, he brought me to the gate, the gate that faces toward the east. So vision, and behold, the glory of the Lord, the glory of God, okay? Or the glory of the God of Israel. The glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. The glory of God came. The glory of God manifested uh, but from the way of the east. Here it is, what was in the glory of God? His voice was like the sound of many waters and the earth shone with his glory. 
We want the glory of God. We want the presence of God. The presence of God isn't some ooey-gooey, euphoric feeling, and that's it. When God shows up, his voice always comes, and his voice speaks identity. His voice speaks purpose. His voice comes with assignment. His voice comes with mandate. His voice comes with the ability, the grace to walk out what he's calling you to do. Here it is, my last point. When his glory comes, his voice comes with it. Once again, when his glory comes, his voice comes with it. So Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name for everybody out there. Father, I pray that they hear the voice of God. They have the ability to hear and to walk and to understand what you are saying to them. And I pray that it would ignite just a fresh fire and, and propel them into their purpose in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And remember to follow us on social media. Peace.